Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, season two, kicking off with some of the stages of intuitive eating. And as we start the season, again, always open to topics, do just let me know, Instagram, email, website, however you would like to contact me. With that, we're going to go through the stages of intuitive eating. So you've decided to start your intuitive eating journey and you want a bit of an overview of what that looks like, what you can expect. I'm here to help. As always, with the disclaimer that everyone's journey is different and therefore it might look slightly different to you than someone else, this is just a bit of a framework from the intuitive eating book and framework itself. So, also another little note before I start, this process isn't 100% linear. Sometimes people jump back and forth between the stages. They may get to the third one and a diet pops up and it's really enticing and before they know it, they are back to stage one but nothing is ever a failure in intuitive eating and so they know more about themselves what caused them to do so the tools they have the list goes on there is no such thing as failing intuitive eating you're just learning more and it's about using that knowledge as you move forwards this isn't a backward step it's a chance to approach things differently or maybe reinforce why you're doing it in the first place with that we'll get back into it so stage one hitting diet rock bottom. We've all been there. You've realised that every diet you've tried has failed. Notice I said the diet has failed, not you have failed. I have many articles on why diets don't work. Um, I realised pretty much all of the recent ones. I'm a bit anti-diet at the moment um, in my writing. But they are made to be short term. They are not made to work. They have failed. You have not failed. That is the first thing I want you to keep in mind. Some symptoms that you've hit diet rock bottom. You're tired of whether it's a good or a bad day based on what the scale says or how your clothes fit, regardless of the rest of your day. You're super focused on food, on your weight. Maybe you're a little obsessive. You eat what you think you should, not what you want to. You're not even sure what you like to eat anymore. It's been so long just focusing on what you should. When you have a lapse in diet, you overeat, maybe you binge, you think what the hell and go all out, diet will start again tomorrow. You eat to distract yourself or deal with your emotions. It is a bit of a crutch to eat and often to overeat, quote unquote. This may be the first time that you've realised dieting isn't for you or it may be the final straw, the hundredth time and you think I just can't do one more diet, I just can't start this cycle again. You may be stuck in this stage for a while, thinking, I can't do another diet, but I'm not ready to to try something different. Or to diet is familiar. I've done it enough times now. Are you here? Great. I know you expected me to say it was bad, but from here, you've realised dieting doesn't serve you anymore. You've realised you need to make a change. And sometimes it just might take a little bit of time for you to take that first step. But you have actively told yourself, dieting isn't working and so even if you're on a diet that voice in your head especially if it doesn't work 
is reinforcing. And we often say to people, write down the ways that dieting isn't serving you, have it visually. This will help you as you move into intuitive eating and maybe it's a little unfamiliar. You know that what's behind you isn't serving you anymore. And again, you can reach out for support at this stage if you need it. Stage two, so you've hit diet rock bottom, you are moving in that intuitive eating way. In this stage, you might become super, super aware of your eating habits. And I know you're thinking, I wanted to move away from obsession and you're telling me to focus on what I eat. But this stage is short, can be adapted to you. And it's not macros, it's not calories, it's journaling. Maybe it's a food diary, but very liberally written. It's not super specific. Maybe it's photos, especially if you're working with a nutritionist. Maybe you just send photos with a little comment. This was filling, this was not. Again, it is adapted to you and how much you are comfortable with. But it's just starting to take stock, especially things like emotional eating, hunger levels. Oh, I ate this, I was this hungry. Or things like using a hunger and fullness scale. You start to become really aware of that linear one to 10 of your hunger. But this isn't forever. It's just as you start to reinforce and retune in. We're focusing on hunger signals, fullness signals, taste preference, satisfaction. If you're nice and full, satiated, we're not focused on what you're eating. And more importantly, there is no judgment. You are not saying, I ate this, I was over full, so I overate, so I'm bad. You're saying, oh, I didn't realise until afterwards how full I was. Next time I know, this meal fills me up this much. There is no moral value to it. And this is a stage where unconditional permission to eat comes in. Dun, dun, dun. A very scary concept in terms of complete unconditional permission. And you have to give yourself unconditional permission. Pseudo dieting doesn't work. Saying I can eat as much of that, but tomorrow I'm going to work out. Or I'm going to eat as much of that as long as it's not this much. It has to be unconditional. And that's where making note of once I give myself unconditional permission, do I want it less? Am I bored of it quicker? Do I even like it? All these things start to come into play. Some landmarks of this might be focusing on satisfaction as the driver of your eating. Food experimentation. Finding out what you like and don't like, what tastes you like and don't like as it might change often, especially if a food you didn't think you liked, it's been a few years. You may start to honour your hunger. You may start to feel your feelings, and this one can be a bit uncomfortable. Not all of these are positives, as with anything in life. And again, whether you work with a professional or whether you seek out help, it's knowing that these emotions might start to arise and they need to be dealt with in other ways. Maybe it's funneling it into something else, or maybe it is actively needing that outside support you start to detach guilt from eating guilt and shame are removed again there is no moral value in this stage you might find you're eating more even more than your body necessarily needs this is very normal a lot of people go through it this is a rebound you've restricted for so long you've ignored your hunger cues for so long your body wants to bounce back think like an elastic band it's being pinged the other way you've given it unconditional permission it's going to lean into it. Because it thinks, in a week, you're going to die again. And after a while, it goes, oh, you're not dieting. We can start to mellow out a little bit. And this will be very different timescales for everyone. Maybe a couple of days, maybe a week. 
sometimes you'll see people talk about their all-in journey and it is that unconditional permission to eat and when they do year lookbacks you'll see that fluctuation it's just a rebound your body will often find its middle ground for you where you eat to be satisfied and not to uncomfortable fullness or not listening to those cues this stage will not last and it's important to remind yourself that especially if you're feeling your feelings and your body's a little bit out of balance it's just finding its feet again as you start to work through maybe some body image and weight related issues at this point it can be difficult and your nutritional balance might be slightly off kilter again it's slightly rebounded this is normal it is to be expected please keep reminding yourself that throughout you aren't alone in feeling this whether you dip into a social media community an online community or reach out for support it's useful to have others that maybe you talk through this with or just remind yourself this is very normal again this stage can be taken very slowly as things start to pop up it can be a little uncomfortable so it can be slowed down at any point to your pace stage three is crystallization this is letting everything settle letting it crystallize letting that little intuitive eating seeds start to flower and grow you might start to notice what i like to call little pockets of intuitive eating here whether it's noticing your full more often or you're satisfied after a meal little moments you might be eating a food that used to be off limits and catch yourself and think oh i didn't even think about this or you think oh actually i don't really fancy that i want it even though it's open to me now whereas it wasn't before the rebound you experienced in the last stage starts to even out as you're a little more in tune with your body you may have started to notice when you're eating due to emotion and not hunger and started to deal with this you're no longer obsessed with food yay and therefore often have more mental clarity and space to think of other things and most importantly you've started to trust your body even if it's just a little bit you're building that trust Hopefully, at this point, you're starting to feel empowered and that you can trust your body, your internal signals and your mind, rather than outside forces. You start to respect your body, hopefully, for what it can do and meet its needs. At the very minimum, maybe you're on your way to body acceptance. Stage four. The intuitive eater awakens as if from a very long nap. At this stage, consistency is key. You consistently choose foods you know you want to eat when you are hungry. You consistently know when you're full. You may start to feel that imbalance from the last previous two stages start to tip back. You're consuming more nutrient-dense foods. Not because you should, but because you know how these foods make you feel and what they do for you. And again, although it's consistent, it's not about perfection. We're talking tools, not rules here. You have days where you ignore that fullness signal. It happens. You have days where you say, you know what? I'm not hungry, but I'm emotional. I'm stressed. It's been a long day. I'm going to eat. And I'm okay with that because I'm aware of it. Those sorts of moments are important as well. Your self-talk around food might be different and about your body. You start to have a different internal dialogue. And again, that confidence in your own voice. This is where the hard work starts to pay off. You start to reap the benefits of that hyper-focus, working through those moments of confusion. Again, maybe food starts to move a little bit into the background. Same with movement. 
your life is looked at as a whole, you've zoomed out a little. Stage five, sort of the, the end bonus one, as it were, because your intuitive eater has already been awakened, is treasuring the pleasure. So this is you're free from diet culture. It no longer affects you. Someone could talk about diet and it's like water off a duck's back. Doesn't even enter your brain. You want to eat and move in a way that's best for you. You don't want to use food to cope or try a new diet or look like anyone else. Nutritionists focus, but it's mainly on what makes you feel good. It's not guilt or shame fueled. This varies person to person, but it's a focus on what makes you feel best. And only you can answer that question. At this point, you know, and you're empowered and hopefully confident that you know what's best for you. At this point, you might still be working, for example, with a nutritionist, or maybe they say, you know what, I think you've got this. And before we sort of round off there, again, people move back and forth between these various stages. I want to have a note, and I put this on my Instagram a few times, and I do try and mention it in workshops, podcasts, etc. A lot of the stages of intuitive eating work with the idea that you have food security and there's a lot of talk of privilege and things like that throughout the intuitive eating framework but if you're struggling to get enough food to fuel you if you're struggling to even get enough food full stop you will not be able to say i am full slide the plate away because you don't have that option you can't say you know what this isn't a satisfying meal i'm gonna go buy another just know that certain avenues of intuitive eating will be open to you and the rest can wait. Again, it's a long journey. You just don't want to put that pressure on yourself when there are so many other external factors. So just know that that is a factor that will affect your intuitive eating journey. With that, there's a little run through. <laughs> very quick overview as it is explained in the framework of intuitive eating. Again, everyone's journey is very different based on their relationship with food. People will move back and forth between the stages. It's not like, ah, you've ticked off, I'm an intuitive eater, I'm, I'm set for life. But again, the intuitive eater is consistency, not perfection. And with that, again, as always, I'll try and include some sort of reflection points um, that hopefully you find useful when it comes to intuitive eating. So, first one being, what stage do you feel like you're at now? Especially if you are someone who's experienced diet rock bottom before are you stuck in the end of that phase number two was there anything that stood out to you in the intuitive eater phase treasure the pleasure do you think i really want that is that what maybe you can aim for and third thing hopefully this has helped you see the overview of intuitive eating do you think you can make your way through those stages do you think you need help and support and that you know what that would be as you made your way through and the last one i think i said last on the previous but i just thought of another one um the sort of underlying message of this all is that consistency over perfection and i just want to take a moment to think whether it's your relationship with food or anything that you movement whatever it is are you aiming for perfection when consistency will do how can that change in mindset maybe help you 
with that, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or whenever you are listening to this. I will see you next time.